three, two, one. Welcome back to the Intrinsic Podcast. My name's Omar. And my name is Juan. And we're back at it again with another great episode, episode 30 of the Intrinsic Podcast. Damn. We made it. Mama, we made it. We here. We here. Um, yeah, this is something I've been looking forward to talking about a little bit. Uh, relationships. Now, we've kind of briefly mentioned in past episodes, but we're going to go a little deeper today. And uh, hopefully for you people out there that are in relationships, it'll make you question the relationship you're in. For those of you that are single, it'll make you question why you're single or why you might want to be in a relationship. Quick, quick detour before we start. Episode 30, bro. Damn. We made it, dude. That's next, a- <laughs> on next on that. Next on that. That's a... That's, that's a lot of episodes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I know it doesn't seem like a lot. It's a, a lot, lot of, people, of us bullshitting and talking. <laughs> I remember right doing that fifth episode, I felt like, wow, five episodes. The big five. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And then we went to 10. Then after that, I stopped you know, counting. I was like, oh, yeah. whatever. But to get to 30 is like, wow. That's a... <laughs> for someone, for, for those of you out there who, I don't know, do a podcast or some something similar, it's like yeah. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of editing. Right, we just fuck around here, and that's this is the funnest part, of course, of it, like yeah. the discussion. But just why I enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of background stuff of you know, posting and and editing and all that stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Just like to know that's a pretty that's a pretty good milestone. Episode thirty. Yeah, and cheers for those to that. Of you that hold up, hold up, hold up. Cheers. There we go. <laughs> cheers. For those of you that are uh, have been supporting us for all this time and uh, continue to listen and share it with your friends, we want to thank you for joining us on this journey of growth and. Um, yeah, I mean, thanks. Really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to Juan. And uh, we're enjoying every bit of it. And we're going to continue to grow, continue to build this up. And pretty soon you'll be hearing us giving you thanks for listening to our episode 100. So see you there. Yeah. Yeah. Special note. You know, this is the, I've already told you this personally, but the most growth that I've seen in you has been since the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. More um, specifically after like the first couple episodes. The first one was, we're pretty trash. <laughs> Dog shit. And, and we know that they were pretty trash. You know, the audio, we didn't really know how to converse and, and do it all naturally. We're, we're getting the hang of it, but there's a lot of ums. There's a lot of ums. There was a lot of shitty editing on my side. There was a lot of <laughs> yeah. uh, mistakes, but we've come away a long way and you, you have, I think uh, out of both of us, especially, have benefited from this. Yeah, I mean, well, I've had a lot of work to do for a long time, so it only makes <laughs> sense, you know? <laughs> to, to, like, give me credit where it's due, but not that much credit. When you got shit to do when you do it, then yeah. it just, that's what <laughs> yeah. was supposed to be done. It's like, good job for doing what you're supposed to do, Omar. We're really proud of you here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm very excited about this podcast and why it means so much to me. And to every single person that I've recommended this to, uh, there's a very big reason as to why I do that. And it's because this is as much a part of me as it is a part of Juan. And it's us kind of spilling everything that are, is in our mind and our hearts with you guys and kind of giving you a, a deeper look into who we are, what we stand for, and what we're striving to be. And to me, it means everything because, like I said, I was basically doing absolutely nothing in my life. And to go from that and doing just about everything possible to become a better person is something, I mean, I think anybody that's listened to us that can connect with that, it means so much to you. And to be able to have it recorded on an audio file and be able to come back to it is kind of like, it's something really neat, you know. I, I listen to all the episodes that we've recorded. Some people that do podcasts don't, but to me, it means so much to me when I can hear my own voice saying these things because I really do believe them, but it's like a bit of reassurance, like, oh yeah, I said that. I really do believe that. I really do stand for that. So it's pretty cool, so... Thanks again, guys. <laughs> yeah. Fist bump on that one. Fist bump. Fist bump. All right. Well, let's get started. Let's get into it. Okay. So we want to start by talking to you guys about people that are in relationships. Now, this goes for people that are polyamorous to people that are not polyamorous, you know, all kinds of relationships, you know. That's when you have one partner, correct? Or polyamorous that's... is when you have multiple. Okay. And what's, uh, what's the other one? I don't know what it actually is. I think I, I it would know start about with mono or something. Cause... Monogamy. Right? Monogamous. I know about monogamy. It's that's, so it's monogamy and polyamorous. I think there's way more terms to it. Now. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, you just said that and it confused me. So uh, okay, <laughs> so I wanted to okay. clear that up for other people who are similarly confused yeah. about those. Things. I am not a love guru, so there's a lot of things that I might say wrong when it comes to relationships. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically the idea is you're in a relationship. However many partners or partner that you have is not really relevant in this case. You're in a relationship, right? Now, a lot of people nowadays 
tend to think that a relationship is represented by the amount of things that you buy your partner, the amount of things that you do for your partner. Um, and I think nowadays, especially with social media and all this technology that we have, we get a scope at different people's relationships. And I think they've turned slightly selfish in a sense where whatever I'm lacking, I need my partner to make up for me. Whatever I'm not doing in my life, my partner needs to do for me. And that's why I'm in a relationship, right? And that's just something that's been bothering me for a while, especially through my own experiences, because that's kind of the flawed judgment I used to have, where it's like, oh, if I get into a relationship with some chick, I expect her to make up for all these things that I'm lacking, right? Can and you, I give, us, can you give us an example? Okay, so say if I wasn't being self-aware, if I wasn't being uh, like reflecting enough in my own life, I would expect my partner to know me better than I knew myself, right? Mm. And I would ask her, so why do you think I'm not doing well in these certain categories in my life? Why am I failing here? What should I do here? And it's like the chick is like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to find that out for myself. Kind of yeah. like those people in relationships who like they'll be talking and, and, and there'll be a group of friends and they'll, they'll be like, he's about to get hella mad. Yeah. He's about to, they're about to blow up because they know like your temper. They know what triggers you and, and the things that you haven't dealt with that are doing that are making you sometimes act like an asshole exactly exactly so i think it's important just to kind of uh give people an idea of what a relationship isn't you know we need to establish that is a relationship is not somebody that hasn't fully developed or hasn't fully worked on themselves you know being in a relationship that's not what a relationship is relationship is two people that have been actively working towards being the best version of themselves and then incorporating each other's lives into a relationship. It's not somebody that's like half-assing it, barely getting by, or somebody that has a lot of uh, issues, whether it's mental or physical health issues, getting into a relationship. It's somebody that's taking care of themselves, taking care of their life, taking care of their problems, and then seeking a partner. So that when you're in a relationship, you can enjoy each other's time, right? If you both have jobs, you go work, they, they go work, and when you're free, then you go to a beach, then you go on a drive, then you go on a picnic, and you really, truly enjoy each other's time. It's not, hey, so, um, you know, I'm having another mental breakdown. Like, come over. We need to talk about this. You need to help me out through this. It's like, no, like, you should have dealt with that before the relationship, right? Yeah. At least that's my point of view. What, what's what's your point of view on that one? <laughs> I totally disagree with you, Omar, actually. <laughs> Wrong. No. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, everything you said is is fair. I think the key word here is mutual. It has to be a mutually beneficial relationship. Okay. It doesn't have to be something, like you said, where there's someone who is kind of emotionally carrying the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this from experience because I've been in this position before where I felt like I had to keep my cool or else everything was going to turn into a fucking argument. Oh. In a sense. You know what I mean? That's the worst. Like you're, like you have to essentially act as like the fucking fireman. You have to put out all the fucking fires. Oh, man. You know what I mean? And in addition to that, you can't start your own fires. I mean, sure, like, why would you want to fight? But hey, you know what? There's certain arguments that need to be had. There's certain yeah. things that you're like, hey, fuck this. We need to talk about this. Yeah. And from personal experience, yeah, I have been in positions like that where I've had to put out all the fires and I've also had to avoid and not fully speak out and quote unquote start another fire because it's like, then it's going to turn to another shit and then another shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's, it feels, I told my sister about this and she, she agrees. She's like, it feels draining, doesn't it? It feels like you're carrying the entire fucking relationship. All that weight on your shoulders. Like you, because I've always been, I've always had great communication in all my sort of relationships. And yeah, that is like, when you have that great communication and those skills, but the other person doesn't, then it's like, ah. Oh, you know, it's like it's almost like fucking talking to a wall in a sense. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're over here talking talking your ass off, but then the other person is like, yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people in those positions too. It's like when you're the single person in that relationship that's taking care of both of the fires, like you said, and then that person is going through it, then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And then that other person that isn't taking care of themselves almost wants to blame that person. Like, hey, keep it together for us, okay? Exactly. Why aren't you taking care of us? Yeah, because the standard is that, right? The standard yeah. is you're the responsible one. You're the one that puts out all these fires. So when you start one, yeah. even if it's right, you know, if you have to, if it's something that makes sense, it's like, yeah. what the fuck? Are you trying to burn this whole thing down? It's like, which I've been trying to keep it together this yeah. whole time. <laughs> and then they're like, wow, the audacity. <laughs> the audacity. And that's when I respond. 
yeah. the audacity of you. Yeah, yeah. How could you? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I feel like on social media, I mean, I am on social media, you aren't, but I do see a lot of these kinds of uh, trendy TikTok videos or memes or whatever. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of meme culture, really, right? It's a whole new thing. Uh, that's still developing day to day. But when you get an inside look into it, you see a lot of these posts about relationships kind of making that reference where it's like, find you a man that'll treat you like a queen or find you a woman that'll treat you like a king. Yeah, It's like, what is this shit? They're not your parent. <laughs> it's not your like mom yeah, like and dad. Like a babysitter and shit. With. Yeah, why are they like, they're supposed to like take care of you. How about you're there to take care of yourself and they're there to t- take care of themselves. Yeah. And yeah, you know, every now and then when you take a fall, when you when you trip, you know, you're there to help each other back up. But ultimately, you're there taking care of yourself. There's no such thing as like, yeah, you know, I have to go walk my uh, my partner that I'm in a relationship with, you know, like they're a dog, you know, like, yeah, I have to go <laughs> take them on a, a on a on a day out, you know. It's like, no, no, we're going on a day out. We're going to go have fun. It's like, yeah. yeah, I have to go take them to the park. They need to, you know, release some stress. It's like it's it's this weird kind of thing that I see in social media. And it's being portrayed that way through, you know, memes and posts and it just, to me, kind of like grosses me out because it reminds me of where <laughs> I was when I was younger, you know, because yeah. I would think like that. And it's like, it's a flawed form of judgment. Like you shouldn't be thinking that way because you're expecting so much of this other person in the relationship. And you're ultimately going to be disappointed when they're not doing that. Yeah. Right. So slight, slight detour. I, one of the ones that annoyed me the most was when not on, on specific social media, but I've tried those dating apps every now and then. Yeah. And the fucking thing that bothers me the most on those bios is like, I'm bored. Entertain me. I'm just like, oh, oh my lord. I'm not a violent person, but I wish there was a figural. There was a. There would, I wish there would be another you, so I can just slap and just like, no, <laughs> really, like you're bored and you want someone to entertain you. Like that yeah. just that for one, that means you're boring. You're not doing anything of value, and I just that that always like bugged me. And also. Las toxicas, as they call them out uh, there. <laughs> I'm not on social media, but I do know of the toxicas and the memes of, uh, of all the toxicas and stuff. You yeah, don't te quieres una toxica tú? No, hell no, man. I'm good <laughs> off that shit. That's why I'm single, because I'm trying to avoid all the toxic- toxicity out there. Freaking toxicas out there are going to make your fucking life a, a fucking a miserable <laughs> life. I mean, like that chick that you're mentioning, like that kind of like... Uh, you know, stereotype of the chick that has that in her bio. Like that's the kind of chick I would send her if we match, like a slap emoji. You know, <laughs> like I can't do it physically, yeah. but here, here's in the text. Like slap. Uh, Batman slapping Robin. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, send her the memes. Send her yeah, the memes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like shut up, get your shit together. Like, come on, what are you doing on this app? Yeah, I think with relationships, the important thing is focusing on like, okay, what are your responsibilities? Right. People mm-hmm. often just think about responsibilities as like a job or um, school or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. just like relation, just like all those other things, relationships require you to be vigilant, require you to be active in everything that you're doing. Yeah, right. As a partner in a relationship, it's your responsibility to do certain things. Right. If you know that, for example, I read this in in a book um, called The Noticer, but my sister knew about it, and I think you also knew about it, and it was how different people love, like their forms, their, their love language in a sense. Yeah, different forms right? of showing some, affection. Some people it's like physical affection. Some people it's, you know, doing things, you know, like Gifts. mowing the lawn, whatever, or yeah, stuff like that, right? And I think on that list of responsibilities is your responsibility to that person to show that you care for them in whatever love language they operate in. And yours too, you know? But like, again, if it's someone who, for example loves roses or loves when you do certain things like that, like romantic dinners, mm-hmm. you know, every now and then you got to throw that in. I'm not saying like once a year type of thing, like, you know, yeah. once every two weeks or once a month, whatever, you know, depending on how, how busy you are yeah. to keep that fire going, to keep the relationship going and actually have, you know, try. I think a lot, a lot of people just go into it and it's like, oh, now I'm in a relationship, especially right. Once you make it past the honeymoon phase, yeah. like I'm in a relationship, we're in this that's it. And they kind of stop trying. It's like, no, this is a mutual thing and you have to keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really easy to, to be that kind of a partner in a relationship when it's only the beginning. Right. Because it's yeah. very much that honeymoon phase where if you had an argument yesterday, you can make it up today by bringing flowers over 
or yeah. taking that person out to eat. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, forget about that that weird shit I did yesterday. That's not really a thing. <laughs> it won't ever happen again, I promise. Here's this nice date. I'm going to take you out. There's a fireplace here. Look at the spaghetti. Look how nice it looks. Doesn't <laughs> some, it look nice? Some Indian food solves everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it happens again next week. And it's like, okay, okay, no, 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 don't worry. This time we're going to go out to the beach. There's a nice seafood restaurant out there. And then you have another blowout later that week. And I say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go buy you a car now. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, this, these kind of gifts become bigger and bigger to try to kind of combat whatever weird darkness you have that you're not taking care of yourself. And it becomes a cycle, right? And so at that point, that's when you're removing or, or moving out of that beginning honeymoon, cupcake phase, whatever, and you're getting into the real relationship. And then that's when sometimes things turn ugly, where it's like, oh, this is what happens when I don't take care of myself, when I don't do the things I'm supposed to do for myself, or when my partner doesn't do the things they're supposed to do for themselves. Now we're in this horse shit fucking relationship <laughs> where we don't even like want to see each other anymore. It's like yeah. we're dreading to be in this relationship because now the vulnerability vulnerabilities are out. The weaknesses are out. All the insecurities are out there. We know of them and we're pointing them out to each other constantly. It's like, that's a toxic relationship. Like you're both toxicals. It's not just one. It's not the other. You're both toxic. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of what you would describe as like the end of the beginning. Right. Yeah. Very beginning phase is over. What's that? Very philosophical of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, actually somebody <laughs> mentioned it to me earlier today. I think it might have been you. Oh, yeah. That was me. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. I think in that specific example, right, where you sometimes you hear relationships where they can't stand each other anymore. I think right, there are multiple contributors to that. But one of the main ones I th- at least have experience that I've learned from is like, okay, this is something that's important is separating the me from the we. Mm. right it's, it's something right you see that even in movies like once their relationship is like you ask your friend hey you want to go eat it's like no actually we, we we're not hungry it's like what the fuck are you one person oh, now that's so i just gross. asked i just asked you not your girlfriend yeah, or whatever so right and i think the distinction there is separating the you from the we and knowing that you can spend time with with them right naturally as you are but also separate that little bit of self-care time for yourself yeah of I need some time to myself, whether that be working out, doing yoga, meditating, whatever it is, or right having those weekends where you just go out with some of your friends, go camping, go for some drinks, whatever it is, yeah. just to be in a different environment. And I think for me, once I realized this and once I started actually implementing this, it strengthens the relationship so much more because when you're out there, you're, you know, you appreciate that. It's not. It didn't lead to to a, uh, an argument. You saying like, mm-hmm. "Hey, we should take time for ourselves." All this sort of stuff. Yeah. And you sort of appreciate, it and it starts, I think, building up that strength of the relationship when you have time to focus on yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like, say like that example that you gave, where it's like, "We're not hungry," right? Like, what <laughs> yeah. do you think, in your opinion, that's disrespectful when you go out with friends but you don't include your partner in that scenario? Like out for some drinks and you don't invite them? Yeah. Like say like if you were to have a girlfriend, right? Yeah. And one of your homies invites you like, hey, we're going to go out downtown, you know, just get a few drinks, something casual. Uh, And you're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm there. But then would you consider that like disrespectful to your partner if you didn't even ask them like, or hey, is it cool if I go get like, do you think that's disrespectful? Do you think they should be in the conversation? Or do you think that's besides them that that shouldn't include them if they were if you were asked directly by your homies? I would just inform them, like, hey, I'm going to go have some drinks with some friends. Okay. I wouldn't just go and, like, not tell them because maybe they had something planned. Maybe they wanted to hang out, whatever it was. Mm. And in the case that nothing was pre-planned, say, like, hey, I'm going to go for some drinks with some friends, uh, so on and so forth. If Right. Then it's awkward if, like, she asks, like, hey, can I come? Then it's like, ooh, I don't know. Right. Yeah. And then that, of course, depends on that's sort of your call. You know, if, yeah. if your friends are chill with her or him or whoever it is. And you want them to be, again, if this isn't a specified self-care time where you want to be away from them just to be to yourself, yeah, sure, you know, throw in the invite and let's all have fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing worse, too, than if you do have a partner and you go out with your friends and it's been established, right? Like, hey, I'm going to go with my friends. Like, you can stay home or, or do whatever you want, you know, tonight. And then somehow they make their way to the same place you're at. <laughs> and they're just kind of peeking at you from behind their friend's shoulder. And you're like, wait, is that my girlfriend? This, what this is very specific, Omar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because I've seen it happen before. Oh, okay. I mean, I did used to work at a bar. I would see this type of shit all okay. the time. And then you see the drunk couple at the end of the night because they're both so insecure and so awkward around each other and don't want to deal with what's going on. 
eh, let's just pile on the drinks. And they're like both shit faced, you know. Now they're like so happy together because they're shit faced as fuck. Yeah. And then I'm the awkward like little like you know uh, guy that cleans up after people, and I'm just like, what the hell's going on at this table? Like, why is there so many drinks stacked up on on, on each other? You know, mm-hmm. it's like the whole table is like basically the bar itself. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, communication is obviously key in a relationship, right? right. So if you want to avoid those kind of circumstances, obviously communicate with your partner, right? That's the whole point of a relationship, communication, right? Mutual respect, not kind of going behind each other's backs or spying on each other because that's when you're starting to get near a toxic level relationship, which is dangerous because it's both putting you and your partner in a very bad spot. And it's a spot nobody wants to be in. You know, a toxic relationship is the worst. It's the most draining, the most... uh, I mean, it's the worst phase of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. And I think the main thing, if you look at, like, your different sort of stages of, for example, relationship versus single and all these different things, the thing that remains constant, I think, throughout whatever phase you are in your life is being aware and conscious and active about those responsibilities. We said in relationships, it's your responsibility to show the other person that you care about them. It's your responsibility to communicate with them if they do something that you don't like, something that doesn't reflect you. At the same time, and and we mentioned this because we've all seen those sort of uh, memes or or those funny movies where someone gets into a relationship and they get fat, right? Or someone gets out of a relationship and they become codependent on someone else and all those sort of things. And it's these remnant factors of being in a relationship or being in a or being single as well. Yeah. That you have to be responsible about how you change and who you become through each stage of your life in a sense. Right. So in relationships, right, it's your responsibility also, right, just to stay fit if that's something that's important to both of you. Yeah. Stay fit, stay active, or you know, if it's a really sort of relationship founded on knowledge, right? Staying smart, not becoming a dumbass, all those sort of <laughs> things. Right. But then once you become single, again, those responsibilities are still there. The only difference is the responsibilities are now towards yourself, yeah. not towards your partner or multiple partners, depending on your polyamorous yeah, thing that you, you said. <laughs> now it's responsibilities towards yourself. Now it's like, okay, I just got our relationship. This went right. This went wrong. Yeah. And if it's something that went wrong, that is directly dependent on you, something you did, something you fucked up on say insecurities, say a lack of communication, right? Worst case scenario, say like fucking cheating or some some shit like that. Then it's like, okay, I owe it to myself and also by extension to my future partner to fix these things about myself. Yeah. To improve as a person and to focus only on yourself Mm -hmm. in that sense, right? You were in the relationship, you had different responsibilities, now it's just you. Now it's okay how can I become a better person and in the future, a better partner? Yeah. And learn from that. Yeah. Beautifully said. I mean, when you're in that phase, whether you're a guy or a chick coming out of a relationship, <laughs> guy or chick, those, yeah, are, that's those, my, are, those are the two genders we work with here. Yeah. yeah that's all, that's all that exists in this podcast. <laughs> no, whether, whether, nice. whether you're a man, woman, boy, girl, you know, all the, all the uh, pronouns out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boy girl is not a, well i guess technically it probably is a pronoun but that's not what we're talking about <laughs> i'm just saying all the other all pronouns yeah, yeah, yeah. Wh- whoever you may be or what you identify they as. them all the other stuff correct when you're coming out of a relationship especially if you're the one that got you know quote unquote dumped there's a stigma that's like oh like they're going through it they're going through a rough patch like oh like watch out they're gonna be going for the rebound pretty soon are you gonna be the lucky person you know like there's all these weird stigma that a bunch of cheese muscles and cheese muscles are out there just like dying to like discuss. <laughs> do, um, do you think, quick question, mm-hmm. is there like someone dumps someone? I mean, I know that's obviously possible. Someone can end a relationship. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I think sometimes it's a little cloudy. Like, yes, someone may make the decision to speak out about it. Ultimately. Yeah. And say, hey, I don't want to be in this re- relationship anymore. But. I don't know. I feel like when something like that splits, it's not one decision that was made by one person. No. I think it's decisions that have been made by that same person on multiple occasions and also by the other person. Yeah. Of ignoring, yeah. You know, in another sense, ignoring 
something that their partner asked them to do, something like that. Sure, sure. Right. No, I, I do think that relationships, for the most part, end in a mutual, you know, uh, conversation. It's like a, it's a mutual thing. It's never just going to end just from one person, unless, of course, there's like cheating or you know the exceptions. Yeah, the extremes. Yeah, but there's almost always like a mutual thing. Um, yeah, and unless like the the person that you're in a relationship with is like very like. I don't know, like non-verbal, like don't even speak up. They're very like quiet. Like, yeah, there's very few exceptions. But um, what I was saying earlier is like when you're coming out of a relationship, there's a stigma that people attack you with that, oh, you're no good because you're coming out of a failed relationship or you're a failure basically, really. And (laughs) I don't like that because I don't think of people breaking up as being a failure. I think of it as being a sign of growth, a sign of opportunity. It's a new chapter in their lives for both of the people, right? Regardless of who broke up with who, who cheated on who, it's there's always room for growth. I think it's it speaks a lot about the people that call those people like somebody that's doing bad in life because you should never see as an ending relationship as something bad, right? You should never see as a, a cheater as, oh, they'll never be able to redeem themselves, right? Like once a cheater, always a cheater. Like yeah. all these things, it's or like all, all men are the same. Yeah, or, or, or all all women are like sluts, or, or all guys are sluts, or yeah. you know whatever. Just generalizations. Yeah, these useless generalizations, stereotypes, whatever. And it's like I hate them because it basically makes me feel like that person that's saying it thinks that oh, so then nobody can grow. Then okay, so nobody's ever going to become a better person. That's what you're saying, basically, which is false, right? Coming from somebody that's been working so hard towards it, coming from Juan as as, as well, who's always been working very hard towards that. How could you say stuff like that? Like, oh, yeah, they're never going to get better. They're always going to be the cheater or whatever. It's like, no, like, this is their opportunity. Like, yeah, the relationship failed, but this is where they get their shit together. This is where they're going to, like, start to attack the real beast inside of them, that darkness. They're going to conquer it, you know? And I think that's really what comes from becoming single after a relationship. It's a moment in time where you reflect on yourself very deeply. And you remove yourself from any sorrow or any self-resentment. You get rid of all that shit. You don't need that bullshit. But you look at it as like, okay, there was a relationship. It failed. What did I do within that relationship that led it to failing? Regardless of what your partner may have done, that doesn't matter. The focus is on you. What could you have done to avoid that? And if you had done those things, would it have still been a successful relationship or not? Were you in a good enough position to continue to to strive within that relationship? Or regardless of those things, would it have still failed? Because there's still more truth to what is making you uh, somebody that needs attention to their own life. Somebody that needs to focus on certain little things. Do you have triggers? Do you have insecurities, vulnerabilities, weaknesses? What is that thing, right? And taking the proper steps to make those adjustments to build on those things so that you build yourself back up to get back out there in the game, right? It's like you're a baseball player. You just took a, a ball to the face. <laughs> hey, walk it off, buddy. Walk it off. <laughs> you got to take some time to yourself. Walk it off. Reflect on what happened. Next, team, next time that ball comes your way, you're going to avoid it, right? You're going to know, okay, this is the one that I don't swing at. But you get back out there, and then you keep swinging. Yeah. And I think when you are coming out of that position, there is always a little bit of both. There are things that you could not have helped. For example, just being people who are interested in different things, mm-hmm. right? Career-wise or, or non-career-wise, whatever it is, they're just people who went to relationships thinking they were a specific person. But the thing is, as we said, in that relationship, you and them are changing together and by themselves. So they come to certain realizations, hey, you know what? This relationship isn't heading in the right place. And so I think when you do come out of it, there's a bit of both. There's a bit of that couldn't have been helped. We were just different in this sense and it couldn't have kept going. But also these things that I did led to a lot of arguments. These things that I did made them unhappy and and Mm -hmm. mad at times. And these are the things that I can actually go back and fix to become that better person. And as you said, even if you categorize, it's not the right thing to categorize people breaking up as like, oh, a failed relationship. Yeah. But even if you did, as we've said like a million times on this podcast, like failures are lessons. Yeah. They're just ways to learn 
more about yourself, more about another person potentially. And it's our responsibility to take that information and keep growing because I think it's the saddest thing and also the thing that sort of makes me the most mad is when you have either multiple failed relationships or failed, I don't know, tests or, or work assignments, whatever it is, but you don't learn from it. Yeah. You just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I think it was Einstein who said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. yeah. Boom. That's beautiful. Drop that drop that Einstein quote who there. I would have known you. that Albert Einstein was a love guru. <laughs> I think that was him. Yeah. If not, then who cares? Apologies. <laughs> Someone said that. <laughs> Don't cancel us. Yeah. I mean, to come out of a failed relationship and think, yeah, that chick was crazy, or yeah, that guy was crazy. Oh well, who cares? On to the next one. And then like within a month you're in another relationship, like that's a major sign of somebody that's toxic. Like, holy shit. Yeah. That quick? And you can't be alone. A lot of people can't be alone. Yeah. And in between the relationship, like you said, it would be like a month or a week. And it's like, how can you actually <laughs> learn anything, or become even, a better person, yeah. or even just get over the, the other person yeah. that quickly? It's like there, no, there was no real attachment there. That's, that's, that's dependency. Yeah. That's not being able to live by yourself and do your own things without someone else being there. Yeah. Even scarier is when the, when the relationship begins before the other one even ends. It's like, oh. you know, like, I mean, you know, <laughs> cheating, but it's behind yeah, the scenes yeah. and, you, and you break up, you're like, all right, you know, like, I just want to tell you, like, I really wish you the best of luck. I'm really sorry. It didn't work out. Whatever. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, things just didn't work out. Like, it's cool. Like, I forgive you. Okay. Bye. And then like literally like a week later, posts a picture with the other person. You're like, the fuck, bitch? Like, what were you doing behind the scenes? What the, the fuck did yeah. I not know about? Those are pieces of shit because yeah. it's not, it's not clear cheating. Like you didn't kiss them or sleep with them or all those social norms that say cheating but yeah if you're already talking to someone in the late stages of your relationship and you're expecting it to end that to me that's still like what the fuck is wrong with you like yeah have the common decency to just wait yeah until it ends or if you really feel like hey i really need to talk to this person because there are certain times like that right when you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. and you're like this is not something long term and i found someone that is i found someone that like I generally want to be with. Yeah. Then I think just just be straightforward about it. Don't wait four or five other months until the relationship fizzles out and then this whole time you're talking to this other person. Yeah. Like, come on. That's a just, shitty thing. Yeah. You're I wasting mean, your time and their time. Yeah. I mean, honesty is key within anything in life, but more importantly, relationships. If you're not being honest about some discomfort or something that you don't agree with, then that's on you. But if your partner goes out of their way to cheat on you, that's not your fault. And you should never blame yourself for that. If you're uh, in that position, it's the worst thing. I mean, it's happened to me. I know a bunch of people that it's happened to. It's the worst thing that could possibly happen. I took it very personal, and that was my mistake. But the first mistake was made by the other person cheating on me. And it happens. You know, it happens. Life isn't perfect. People aren't perfect. I don't blame that person anymore. I don't hate them. I'm like, oh, fuck that. What? You know, they made a mistake. I hope they learn from it. I wish the best for them. But pick pick yourself back up. Put that crown back on your head. Because if you were loyal Ooh. and they weren't, fucking stand the fuck up. Let it be known. Like, I was loyal. I wasn't the one with the issues. I wasn't with the insecurities and shit. I was taking care of myself. I was actually ready. You weren't. And it showed. Yeah. And you move on. You know, maybe take some time to yourself to readapt or whatever you need to do. But you move on. You get into a successful relationship, you sexy motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Those are facts. Those are facts. Those are facts. During that... I have to say that for sure, coming out of a relationship and the period after that relationship when I'm quote unquote single, mm-hmm. and the, the distinction here is single and not looking for anyone, because right. I think people just do either relationship or you're single, yeah, and that single gets jumbled together with looking for someone, yeah. And there have been some of my like not only best relationships but best friendships has started with like meeting someone, and. They're also in a similar position where where I'm like, oh, so you know, you're single, are you like looking for someone? Like, no, I'm not. I'm like, all right, that's dope. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. And why? Because you owe it to yourself to take some time to yourself, right? Emotionally, it's a it's a difficult thing going into a relationship, coming out of a relationship, right? There's heartbreak, there's all these different things and emotions that you have to deal with. 
on top of all the things that you should be trying to fix about yourself, trying yeah. to improve. And so it's a difficult process overall and to just go immediately from relationships to in search of a relationship. I think it's just you're not doing yourself justice. You're not doing enough for yourself and you're also putting yourself in a very precarious situation yeah. for any future relationships. No, oh, yeah, there's there's some due diligence. You get out of a relationship, you take that fucking time for yourself. Don't expect the next relationship to be right around the corner. I mean, it takes time. Anything in life takes time, but more importantly, relationships. And if you're mentally drained from the last one, how are you going to be capable to sustain another one? Like, you need to build yourself back up. You need to make sure, you know, everything is good to go before you get into the next relationship. And you're right. There is a difference between being single and actively looking for a relationship and being single and not actively looking for a relationship. Or how I like to call it, being single, DTF, being single, not DTF, you know? <laughs> That's a fair point. Everyone has urges. Yeah, everybody's got <laughs> urges. And to, and to to build more on that point, there's people out there that are single that are only trying to get out there and hook up, right? Yeah. And that's another level of a toxico slash toxica. Like, if you're just, like, hooking up left and right, that's not because you're single and you're out here fucking shit up and, you know, I'm young, I'm living life. Like, that's you trying to fill a void with different people. It's like an addiction, basically. You're addicted to sex. <laughs> yeah, but, and a lot of people fill that void with AIDS. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> you should kind of do some self-reflection because that's not healthy either. But if you're single and you are looking for a relationship... It's because you've done every capable thing in your, you know, in yourself to build yourself back up, to take care of yourself as much as you know you're capable of or you're possible of. Like you reflected, you maybe wrote down a, in a diary, like some things that were bothering you. You communicated your insecurities, vulnerabilities with uh, maybe an ex-partner or a friend or a therapist or maybe your parents. Uh, you know, ultimately somebody that really knows you very well, that could maybe help guide you towards those other things that you aren't focusing on or just to guide you through those very exact same things that are bothering you in the hopes that you can kind of delete them, right? You can kind of move on from them and no longer have them be something that's a burden to carry for the next person that you're in a relationship with. Yeah, and I think it's it's important to also note, right, in episode, was it 25 we spoke about this? Yeah. About... Everyone, as much as some people think that they're personally very happy to just have meaningless sex all the time, everyone in deep inside of them wants to have that long-term relationship. And I'm not going to say the one necessarily because I was recently talking to my sister and we were sort of questioning the idea of, like, as humans, it's not the most natural thing to have one partner for mm -hmm. the rest of your life. Even though society says it, right? It's, you choose one partner and that's what you're stuck with. Yeah. I'm just saying, me and my sister spoke about this biologically and even not biologically, psychologically in the past societies, it was okay to be with one person and then right, be polyamorous, as you're saying. Yeah. Because that also seems like a natural thing. But anyways, regardless of that point, if you are thinking about it as like, oh, finding the one, this is, you know, this finding the one. That period of time in which you're single is where you're going to build yourself up and learn from your mistakes and put yourself in a position where, quote unquote, the one would be even attracted to you. Yeah. Right? A lot, of, you know, a lot of people have these like, insane ideas of like who their dream partner would be. But then they look at themselves in the mirror and it's like, well, there's no match there. Yeah. Like you want this person who's fit, who travels who's communicative, who's nice, who's very caring, but then the person's like a douchebag or they don't work out and all this. Yeah. Like, why would they generally put yourself in their position? Why would they want to be in a relationship with you when you haven't worked on all these things that they have? Yeah. When you haven't endured all the things that they have and learned the lessons because of those work, yeah. because of that work. And so again, I think personally for me coming out of a relationship and being single that's when I've sort of really focused on myself and thought, okay, if there is, quote unquote, the one, like, these are the things that I would like her to have. So it only makes sense for me to put the same effort and actually become a person that that the one would be attracted to. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, relationships, it's, it's, all of this is coming from a place of love, love for yourself, love for your partner. And I don't believe there's any such thing as perfection, you know, within ourselves. I don't think we could ever be quote unquote perfect. But in the case that you are single, you're working on yourself, when you get back out there, you would assume, or I would assume that you'd probably want your partner to be as close as to perfect as possible, right? So in return, you should be that same person for your partner when they find you or when you find them. Otherwise, what you're going to end up doing is you're going to be some chick finding a guy that has like the mindset of a child, but (laughs) built like a brick, right? Or you'll find a chick that has never even thought about questioning herself because she thinks she's been perfect this whole lifetime. And then you come along and you're like, oh, you look really nice and you seem really cool but the more i get to know you like the more grossed out i am like you have a really gross personality you know like <laughs> that's a pretty hard way of saying that yeah but, i mean but i get what you mean yeah it's just like when you realize like that person isn't the person that you have in your mind right because sometimes we we tend to fantasize you see a chick at the coffee place for the first time in your life like wow that chick was really gorgeous or like wow that dude was just like really good looking like a handsome looking guy and then you kind of fantasize in your mind like, oh, I can already see myself on these dates with this person. They're probably the kind of person likes picnics. And <laughs> you start naming your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and then you actually get to know the person. You're like, oh, ooh. like this this person, they don't even like picnics. Like they don't even like going to the beach. Like they just work all day. Like that's all they do. They just work 24-7. They're not even spending time on themselves. Like all their time is attached to their job. Like how could we ever have a successful relationship? They wouldn't even have the time to go out if we wanted to. Right. Yeah, there's something to be said about not being the same people and still being attracted to each other. But the thing that we're talking about here is you can be different, a different person from whoever it is your partner is. Yeah. But the thing is, your fundamentals need to be the same, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And those fundamentals can be from simple things as simple as like for me, like I need someone who will not necessarily match, but just understand the level of intensity that I live with yeah, or understand my obsession with continuing to grow or understand my interests in this thing or that thing. And why would I do that? Yeah. Even if they don't do the same things, even if they're not interested in, you know, podcasts or entrepreneurship or whatever it is, if they understand like, okay, this is what it means to him. This is why it's helping him become a better person. Yeah. Okay. I, I acknowledge that that's cool and not right. Try to, take that away from them and like fuck with them and just like, Oh, you shouldn't do that because you're not spending time with me. And it's like, no, you know, this is kind of the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be doing the exact same things in life. You don't have to be, uh, having careers that revolve around the same topic. You could be doing two completely different things, but your level of intensity has to match, right? If Juan over here is extremely dedicated to being a fucking savage and a badass at life, this chick that comes along has to be right up there. She yeah. can't be like less, maybe more so. Maybe if she's like more intense like that, okay, more the better, right? But not less than because then it's like you're trying to bring yourself down to allow them to catch up to you, right? Yeah, but it should be the opposite. You should set a standard or they should set a standard and you should rise up to that right? in a sense, right? right? And, and like I said, if you're being conscious about the things that you need to improve, then that person should also do the same things. I think one of the, I've only ever experienced this. No, I've actually never experienced this, but I have heard of people who are essentially like have to teach their partner a lot of shit. Yeah. Emotionally, sexually, like a bunch of shit. Like, and it's like, Ooh, sexually, that's even weirder. I'm not a teacher. You know, I'm not here. I'm not here to like teach you about this or, or I'm here to help you, but I'm not going to be, quote unquote the adult the only adult in the relationship yeah that's not gonna happen yeah no no for sure no fuck that and i think it's really interesting too when you see those people that are in relationships where like like say for this example like when politics are involved like say like the wife is like kind of like on the democrat side and like the husband is on like the republican side but they make it work like that's kind of like crazy right yeah it's like their babies are gonna come out like not blue or red they're gonna be purple, purple. yeah <laughs> straight purple like right in the men in the middle and I think that's beautiful. If you can make that work, I think that's amazing. Um, but it's going to be very difficult to have it be a mutually beneficial relationship because there's so many disagreements, because there's so many like sides to the argument, and it's just always going to be like a constant battle with each other. Whereas compared to if you're both on a similar 
level of the spectrum, right? You're both in agreement. like, okay, this is kind of what I like. This is what's cool. This is what not what's not cool. Okay, we can build from that. We can kind of del- dive deeper into that stuff. And you need to be conscious of these things when you're searching for someone. Mm-hmm. And this is something I think it was maybe three years ago, but something that I was finding now in my senior junior year in college that mm-hmm. I didn't know that I was telling you. It's like what my past relationships and specifically the one that I was just getting out at that time taught me was one, I deserve this level of person. Like yeah. This person that it does this and does that and does that. And so it's it almost starts forming a vague but still informative vision of who that person is. Yeah. And not just that of like this is who I deserve. Right. Quote unquote, and not settling for someone who may bring you down or someone who is just not that person. Yeah. Right? You deserve that. And so when you are in search, when you're no longer single, but now you say, okay, I'm searching for someone, then I'm expecting at least this person to be, to have taken care of the issues that may have arisen from the previous relationship and also have very clear in their mind who they're trying to date. Yeah. What their standards are and not compromise on that. Don't compromise yeah. on who you are and what you need from your partner. Because yeah. that's just I mean, you're starting wrong from the very beginning. Yeah. And and there is a difference between standards and expectancy, right? Because you can expect something and then when it doesn't come along, then like you're disappointed, right? And that's not what we're talking about. Standard is to have a standard is different. Where it's like it's not so much an expectation, but it's like this is what you want. This is what you honestly really need in a relationship in order for you to be 100% involved in it and focus in that relationship, this is what you need. And if those standards aren't met, then you're out. Like that's the difference between an expectation because an expectation is like, you're, you're almost like saying like, okay, if you're not this, like then uh, I don't really care. And it's, you know, it's like, no, no, it's like, it's not, it's not that it's a standard. It's a set standard. It's not something that's going to be like changing all the time either. Like this is like the yeah. bare minimum almost. And it's not to say so you can't be in a relationship with someone who may be slightly below that standard. That's fine. It's just as long as it's someone who's willing to grow and someone who's willing yeah. to come up. And like you said, that's something that makes me laugh a lot of times when I see it is like, oh, you need to, you know, have this many cars and this many, you know, you have to already have your money. And, and I'm just thinking to myself, okay, that's fair. Whatever. Who are you, though? Because you have people asking for all this shit uh-huh. and expecting and having this insane standard or, in this case, expectation of who their partner is going to be. Yeah. But they do none of that stuff. Yeah. And they are not at all put together. And I'm just thinking, I mean, I'm obviously, I don't care. I'm just thinking, like, wow, like, okay, <laughs> you're going to ask for all of this, but you're this person. You're going to give nothing in return. That seems a bit a bit hypocritical. It's like, yeah, um, I want somebody that has three mansions, um, at least a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, maybe a few Porsches. Um, they need to have a lot of jewelry for me because I really need that stuff. Uh, what else? What else? You know, like and someone who just works a like nine to five job and yeah. isn't active in their community or doesn't <laughs> do anything of meaning. Yeah. It's like, and I kind of don't really want them around the house a lot. If they could be like a CEO of a company, that'd be better. <laughs> so I can have more time for myself to just kind of enjoy all those luxuries. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, so what do you do? Like, I work at Starbucks. Like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's going to work out. That's going to balance <laughs> out perfectly. Yeah. You're going to run that relationship into the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah good for yeah. you. So your contr- their contribution is mansions, cars entrepreneurship communication and yours is a frappuccino yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they're like okay so right. what else do you do besides like working on service like uh-huh have you looked at me i'm a hot piece of ass like that's what they get in return right yeah they're they're frappuccino and their body yeah like that's right, the grand on. prize like oh they get to sleep with you like that's the benefit of the relationship wow like that's so great how's that different from prostitution <laughs> exactly it's basically like a, a legal form of prostitution yeah no we got to we got to steer away from that kind of stuff and that kind of belief system. It's a mutual relationship, but you're both working for yourselves in order to have you enjoy each other's time, right? And not have it be a drag and not have it be a dr- something that you dread. And um, just to clarify, you know, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're in a, uh, single and looking for a relationship or you're single not looking for a relationship, throughout all these different phases in life, you're always going to be responsible. You're always going to have to be making 
those proper adjustments in your life to become the better person, you know, like those things never really change. Those are something that are always, you know, working, you're always working on, you're always doing throughout these different phases in life. That never really changes. Um, it's only sometimes like say like when you're single that you get to perhaps dive deeper into those things because you have more time on your hands. But that's not to say that when you're in a relationship, you cannot become complacent. You know, you throw the towel in, you're like, okay, well, I'm in a relationship now. You're like, okay, I'm married now. Like time to like give up. Like those things that my partner fell in love with, like now I don't have to do anymore because we're married. Like now I get to give up. (laughs) We're in this for life. You're stuck with me now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like you fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, like these are things that you're always going to be actively working on because you love that person, because you love yourself and you want each other to really enjoy each other's time. And that's something that people also forget sometimes. Because, oh, I'm in a relationship. Like, yeah, uh, I'm not going to do those things I used to like anymore. Um, I'm not going to cook for you anymore. Um, I'm not going to dress up for you when we go on dates. All you're getting is sweats and chanclas. You know? <laughs> um, that's not at all a scenario. It's, yeah. it's a mutual thing because you love yourself and because you love them. It's all surrounding around love. Yeah, that's perfectly said. The one constant through each of these stages that we've spoken about. And honestly, every fundamental change in your life is going to require those responsibilities. You being aware of that and making those micro changes, yeah. making those slight little adjustments, tuning the parameters, quote unquote. If you look Oof. about it, if you think about it more scientifically, sound like tune, a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just presented some neural network stuff. So I'm still thinking about that, but really mm-hmm. like changing those slight little things about yourself and the things that you want from a person. And again, as you grow, and as you become a better and better person, update your expect, update your standard mm-hmm. of a person, mm-hmm. right? As you grow, you have to also expect someone who is wanting to be in a relationship with you to also be at a similar level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like we said, this all comes from a place of love. If we said things that might have uh, kind of offended you or might have like felt like disrespected you, this is all coming from a place of love because we want to help each other, because we want to help you guys be as successful and uh, as loving as possible, really, you know, to be in a successful relationship, to be in a place in life where you really enjoy your time, where you're enjoying your partner's time, you know, wherever you are in life, it's always to benefit and grow. Um, So hopefully you guys can uh, gain some tips, gain some knowledge from this episode. Uh, because I've been seeing a lot of people that are in very, very dark places in their relationships. And, uh, hey, if the relationship isn't working out, take a break. Take a step back. It's not a bad thing to end a relationship. It's actually something that could be very helpful for both your growth and your partner's growth. Yeah. I think our author of the wow today put it best, Mr. Marvin Gaye himself. Oh, Marvin Gaye. Now, let me tell you guys, (laughs) I started listening to Marvin Gaye back in, like, elementary school. And I was listening it's to weird his, music to be listening yeah. to when you're fucking 10 years old. Yeah, no, no. I was listening to like love songs and I didn't even know what they meant. But uh, there's this one song that just kind of stuck with me. It just, it, it really meant a lot. And uh, I've gained so much from it. <laughs> and I know that, that Juan Carendon over here has, has, has benefited a lot from this song as well. It's a smooth song. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the quote is very simple. It says, Let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Bounce chica, wow, wow. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>